Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is episode 11 of Robots on Typewriters. Over the hill of 10. Over the, Over the hill and through hill. the woods. Into the woods. Over <laughs> the hill and into the woods to grandmother's house. <laughs> that into the woods play. We yeah. reference a lot of Broadway on this show. Yeah, I, I I can't really help it. I hope it doesn't put people off the way it puts me off. <laughs> I kid. A small uh, emoji tetra update. There was a very uh, high stakes maneuver going on just now where there was like a, you know, like straight line of four piece mm-hmm. that this is going to be so boring to recount. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> but it's so, it's like the board was like, at the bottom, there was one of those like, two and two offset so like there was like a little overhang and everybody was trying to like get this four piece to like lay down on the ground and tuck in to the little um, thing and i didn't know if that would be possible but everybody's doing it like because i like usually you just like you can do it in tetris for sure yeah exactly whether you can do it in emoji tetra is highly questionable you can you can they did it phenomenal yeah we did it that's like an (laughs) apollo 13 moment (laughs) it was fantastic anyway well, I'm glad you brought up Emoji Tetra because mm. at the time it definitely got me thinking about something and I've been thinking about that thing a lot more lately <laughs> and that's going to be my zesty hat this week and that of course is Twitch Plays Pokemon. Now, this is not the fish and as I told Justin last week, I realized that when I said, oh, is that the fish plays Pokemon? I then thought about it and I was like, wait a second. That was like years ago when I didn't know what Twitch was. And I definitely thought that the fish's name was Twitch because that was a thing that was also streamed on Twitch. And I think I thought Twitch was a website made purely to convey the stream of this fish playing Pokemon. (laughs) While that is an amusing and cute anecdote, no, no. The fish was maybe inspired by Twitch Plays Pokemon. The fish, I'm looking up now, his name was Grayson, but his run didn't didn't begin until a few months after Twitch Plays Pokemon. Uh. Twitch Plays Pokemon started in 2014 in February, and the original idea for it was they would boot up, I guess, Pokemon Red, uh, one of the first generation Pokemon games from the mid to late 90s. And just let Twitch chat completely control the emulator. I think mm. the creator didn't expect that many people would check it out or want to do anything. So it would be, you know, maybe a dozen or so people putting in commands and playing through the Pokemon game. What the creator of Twitch Plays Pokemon did not expect was tens of thousands to over a 100,000 at its peak people all decided to play Twitch Plays Pokemon at the same time. So how did this work? Everyone in chat could uh, comment whatever commands you can put into a Game Boy. So up, down, left, and right, A, B, start, or back, or select, rather. And whatever you put into chat would be fed right into the emulator. So if the character was moving, your command might not be recognized, just as if you hit a button while another action's happening on the screen with a Game Boy, it might not happen, but as long as it was accepting an input, whatever the last input was from Twitch chat would be fed right to the emulator. So all at once, all of Twitch chat controlled the character on the screen. And you might think, that sounds like chaos. Surely they did nothing. But no, 
in 18 days, Twitch chat managed to completely beat the game. On oh my They God. started on February 12th, and on March 1st, they completed Pokemon Red. Holy shit, how? Well, that's a very good question. <laughs> uh, probably the biggest contributing factor to how they were able to eventually beat the game is, so first off, when they started, uh, there weren't all that many people in chat mm-hmm. playing at the same time. There were a lot. There were probably a thousand or so over the first couple of days, but it was just enough that since everyone was kind of like-mindedly trying to contribute to succeeding, uh, they got more or less what they wanted done. Mm-hmm. Wow. But quickly, things became uh, pretty meme-heavy, pretty destructive. Uh, people wanted to do whatever they could to ruin progress. Um, in Pokemon, if you catch a Pokemon, you can also release that Pokemon. So people would uh, endeavor to try to release some of the top team members. They would endeavor to lose battles on purpose, to walk through areas that would undo progress that previously took uh, maybe hours of work. And eventually, after quite a stalemate, uh, on day five, the creator decided to implement democracy. Mm. I know, it's a <laughs> wild idea. Uh, in democracy mode, there would be, a, I believe it was about a 10 second buffer where no input would go to the screen and all of the input that people would be uh, putting in would just go into a vote and whatever the top vote getter was would be given to the game. So somewhat like Emoji Tetra. Okay, yeah. But you could also, while the game was in democracy mode, vote for anarchy. And while the game was in, <laughs> emo- in anarchy mode, vote for democracy. Okay, So the game kind of swung cool. back and forth between the two uh, play styles. I, I remember at the time I would be, a, I, I sometimes played along and it became a bit of a meme that at night, when all the Americans went to bed, the Australians would throw it in democracy mode and make a bunch of progress, and then the Americans would just wreck it when they woke up. That's funny. But it, it led to some really creative stuff. People got really into the the world, the lore. Um, in Pokemon, of course, not only can you catch whatever Pokemon you like, you can also name them. So some names became memes and caught on. Um, the character that the the team started with was a Charmander and they named it A B B B B B B B B K close parenthesis. Um so people called Abbabook Abby. So Abby became a main character of this quest. Cute. The second Pokemon they got was a Rattata, a little purple rat that they named J L V W N N N O O O O O O or as they called it you want to guess the name on that one? I couldn't even like comprehend all those letters together. Uh, it, it began with a J-L and ended with N-O-O-O-O, so they called it J-L-N-O. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> they caught a Pidgey that was called A-A-A-A-B-A-A-A-A-J-S-S, which they called Abba-Jesus, and then later Bird-Jesus. <laughs> really good. Uh, they caught a Venomoth that they just named... A-A-T-T-V-V-V, or A-T-V. <laughs> this is so cute. I I don't, I like was not aware of this at all, I don't think. Yeah, so a lot of people made fan art based on all these, uh, <laughs> all these Pokemon, all these names. Another great one, they called a legendary Pokemon. You're forced to encounter this, so they didn't, it wasn't like uh, extreme skill by which mm-hmm. they encountered it. And then they caught it using a method that 
guarantees that you'll catch the Pokemon. So good on them successfully doing that, but it's maybe less impressive than it might sound to <laughs> a lay person that they caught yeah. a legendary Pokemon. Um, it was a big electric bird, a Zapdos. They called AA-J or Battery Jesus, double A-J. <laughs> yeah, so the fan art really became, the fan art, the fan lore became uh, one of the bigger points of Twitch Plays Pokemon. But of course, the biggest lasting cultural impact of Twitch Plays Pokemon was Lord Helix and the Great Helix Fossil. So in Pokemon, you at one point in the game are given the choice between two fossils. You can either get the Helix Fossil or the Dome Fossil. And later on, uh, late in the game, you can bring that fossil to a laboratory and they turn it back into the Pokemon that it once was. <laughs> and since it's a special item like that, since you can you use it way later on in the game, you can't throw it away. And there's very few items in the game that you can't throw away that you're forced to hold on to all game. So, of course, Twitch chat, anything they could throw away, they often did, including many Pokemon. But the, Do the Helix Fossil, they weren't allowed to throw away. So frequently, to waste time, to be anarchical, people would... Uh, go into the items, go to the Helix Fossil and just select it. And if you selected it, nothing would happen. It would just say something like, uh, you can't use your Helix Fossil right now. <laughs> but people, whenever that happened, Twitch chat would say, we're consulting Lord Helix. And it became, in the fan art, in the community, uh, like a meme religion, the religion of Lord <laughs> Helix. And okay. eventually... Yeah, eventually, uh, after consulting the fossil for quite a long time, they finally were able to to hat. Uh, I almost said hatchet. You don't really hatch a fossil, I guess. But they they finally did turn Lord Helix into uh, an actual Pokemon. And okay. yeah, they the Lord Helix lore got to live on. I don't think they even ever released that one, which was rare for them. <laughs> And that's probably the most memorable part of the Twitch Plays Pokemon lore now that if you remember anything, you probably remember the the strange warship of Lord Helix. Um, well, that sounds familiar to me, but I don't really know why. I m maybe I've just heard it referenced in things and I'd have had no idea what it was because I don't really know how I would know about that without the context, but it does sound familiar to me. Yeah, I mean, it it became a decently big meme at the time. It was mm -hmm. definitely the biggest thing going on Twitch at the time. And like I said, at its peak, over 100,000 people were watching. Like, that's very big for a Twitch stream now. And a lot more people watch Twitch now than did back then. Mm. So yeah. the art and the lore, the memes that came out of Twitch Plays Pokemon kind of transcended uh, the idea that, I mean, on its face, it's a kind of just a technical project just you know hooking up a chat room to an, a game boy emulator and seeing if a bunch of people can play a game at the same time that's so um, cool. something between a social experiment and a computer science project <laughs> i guess but what really came out of it was more of a, a cultural moment that the the art the jokes the stories um they kind of transcended i think what maybe the original scope of the project was that's amazing. I love that. That is so cool. And I can't believe I didn't know about it. Yeah, there's uh, lots of good highlight videos and recap uh, 
articles online. So if you want to know more about Twitch Plays Pokemon, I would highly suggest going and just checking out whatever you can find on that. It was a pretty cool moment. I remember myself um, watching it so intently that one day Anand still makes fun of me for this. Mm. One day leaving a class, I was watching it a bit in class, but also (laughs) had to focus a bit. But it was right near the end when they were getting right near beating the game. So I was addicted to it at this (laughs) point. I was walking back to my dorm from my lecture hall and they were getting so close to actually beating one of the final challenges that I had to, I was watching it on my phone walking around, but I couldn't keep my phone from locking with gloves on. And it was February and I was up in, in a, a snowy Massachusetts mountain area. So I actually took my glove off for the walk home. Oh and God. then I was complaining for the rest of the day that my fingers were numb and kind of hot. So I think I almost like oh I risked frostbite God. for to keep my screen from locking up while I was watching this. Oh my god. It it was one of the most significant cultural moments of my college years. I That's absolutely amazing, loved this. It it just hit on my interest in so many yeah. different ways at the same time. That's, that's so good. <laughs> well, thank you very much for sharing this very zesty hat. I am like probably gonna like watch some highlight videos at some point, honestly, because I'm very definitely intrigued. should. Oh, I real quick, I should just say what Fish Plays Pokemon was oh, yeah. too. That came a few months later, late in 2014. Someone put a goldfish tank, uh, mapped it to a just a grid of like a nine square grid. And wherever the fish would swim, they corresponded each point in the grid to a, a a different input, a different button. So however the fish would move around would control the game. And then there was one tile on the grid that was always randomized because the Game Boy has uh, it has eight buttons, so it's perfect for a fi- for a nine square grid. But if it's the fish is always hanging fish. out, well, if the fish is always hanging out in you know the top right corner or something. Mm. The character will just be walking into the same wall for, you know, days at a time. I don't believe the fish ever beat Pokemon, unfortunately. <laughs> no. <laughs> but With he, his skills? I think he got farther than people thought. They said he did manage to catch a Pokemon at least once. <laughs> Good for him. But yeah, he didn't get nearly as far as uh, the combined <laughs> collective intelligence of 100,000 people all simultaneously trying to do different things. Uh, but that inspired last week when I was talking about for Emoji Tetra, like, are people trying to, like, wreck things or, yeah. like, coming up with strategies and stuff? Like, there was all kinds of, like, strategic discussion and uh, mm-hmm. anti, like, anti-progress strategic discussion <laughs> back yeah. in the Twitch Plays Pokemon days. It was It was something to behold. That's amazing. That is so cool. Well... Thank you very much for your zesty hat. And you are very welcome. I am very excited about the trashy toy that I have devised for you this week. Um, I've had a pretty busy week, so I was trying to think of something that was like, I was like, what? what's a game that we've played on a podcast in the past that could be easily uh, adjusted to fit more in our wheelhouse? And something that I have been wanting to do for since we started this show was figure out how to do some kind of game of mash with a um Mm. with a computer assisted or generated twist and so when i started trying to write that out today i went to um this website that we've used before for some things called randomlists.com 
<laughs> I think we last used it to name our segments. I think we did. Yeah, we. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I never really knew the um, the depth of random lists and kind of the like. I'm assuming you haven't explored it much either. Only right? when we were trying to name okay. the segments. I clicked on a bunch of them at yeah. the time, but I don't think I was paying much attention. So there are a lot of random generators on this site, and that's really awesome. But my favorite thing about it that I only just discovered is that there are descriptions of each of these random generators, and they are written with such a playful tone that is so funny, and I had never really noticed that before. So this site is absolutely just made by someone who is like probably just like us in a lot of ways. Who is just I feel like, like that checks out in a yeah. big way. Yeah, like I'm gonna um when when we go through the game, I'm gonna read some of the um some of the best uh descriptions that I came across. But um so yeah, th- there are um a lot of different generators you can generate from you know there's like random movies, random girls' names, random songs, random MLB teams, and they just like you know they generate a random uh instance of one of these things from whatever kind of list they have compiled. I just kind of went through and I decided on my own kind of mash categories based on what was available in this list of very diverse generators. And so before we go any further, in case you don't know or didn't grow up in the 90s, early 2000s, we should maybe briefly explain what MASH is. Yeah, how is. universal is MASH? Did they have yeah, that I in know. other, like, places and times? I don't know. I, I don't even, like, I, I'm, I've always assumed that it was something that was pretty particular to the age we grew up in, maybe, like, give or take a decade or so, but I don't know if it's something that people played in different countries. I don't, I mean, I guess, like, it's a pretty English-centric game because the name is MASH, and that stands for Mansion, Apartment, Shack, or House. I would guess so, so I don't, yeah, that's a good question. Um, But basically, what this game is, is a kind of, like, schoolyard game where you, um come up with a bunch of different categories like your future spouse, how many children you're going to have, what car you're going to have, what job, what pet. And the way I would usually play is whoever is future you were dictating, they would get to select one thing in each category so that it was kind of like their preferred hope of how their uh, future would turn out. And then the person like leading the game for you would select a bunch of others and kind of try you usually kind of try to fuck you over with some really bad options for your for your future but basically what it is is this just fun future telling game where you would like draw a swirl on a piece of paper and you would say stop and then whenever whatever you stopped you would count how many lines it was out from the middle and then count down the list of things and cross them off and you would do this over and over again until you had one thing narrowed down in each category. So, I did not give you the liberty of choosing one <laughs> optimal item in each category. <laughs> why would um, you? I mean, what, why, really, who, why who even I? says what is optimal, right? <laughs> True, exactly. You could end up with something that you never knew that you wanted. Um, and so I used different generators from randomlist.com for all of these, except for the first category, which is your spouse, which I actually used the random button on Wikipedia for. And Perfect. I selected five people who 
turned up in my random uh my randomizing of all wikipedia articles and um so we should just let, let's just get started and all right I, this I, is highly rude but while you were talking i was looking up the history of mash okay and i found some very interesting information First of all, apparently they do have it in other English-speaking countries, but by other names. Like, they call it Pram in New Zealand. (laughs) Poor, rich, average, or millionaire. Okay. But apparently games like that have been around uh, in some incantation, incarnation even. (laughs) Incantation. Since as long as, like, the 1950s. Okay, that checks out. The rhyme, Tinker, Tailor, Soldier, Spy, Poor Man, Beggar Man, Something Man, Thief, or whatever. (laughs) Something Man. Baker Man. (laughs) That rhyme is basically the same game and has been around since about the 15th century. So, like, as it turns out, this game is probably, like, older than history itself. That, that that makes sense. I, I'm I'm not surprised. It's not a huge like innovation. <laughs> it's it's true. All right. This isn't like well, we needed neural networks before we could play match. <laughs> yeah. We did, but <laughs> um. All right. So let's let's get going. So the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm just I'm just gonna read through all of your options. All right, and then yeah, we'll please. play the game. So your so here are your options for spouse. In this category, there's five options, and the rest there's four. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the Wikipedia links for these people and also uh, read you the information. But um, so first, your first option for your spouse is Marcus Monroe. He Marcus Monroe is an actor slash juggler slash TV personality <laughs> currently living in New York City. So he is alive. He's 33, and you know I I think he seems like a Good candidate. Uh, he was born in Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, I see the I see the winning line in his Wikipedia page, which is he is credited with creating the knorch, a combination knife and fire torch used for juggling stunts. Honestly, didn't even read that before. That's fucking nuts. So you know that he's really raking it in from those knorch real uh, royalties. Um, yeah. So that's that's option number one. Option number two, Anne of Kiev, also called Agnes in France, known initially okay. as Anne de Russie. She was the queen consort of Henry I of France. She's super dead, um, but of course- <laughs> Incredibly if, dead. <laughs> course. She might not have lived long enough to even hear the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy <laughs> rhyme. Of course, she did die in 1075, so I'm going to guess not, but- um, if you do, in in fact, marry her, she will be returned to her prime, and that is by her win. prime. Will she be returned to her her title? Will I become king of France? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On top right, of perfect. whatever other job you get. Um, all right, right, yeah. So yeah, that that's really all there is about her. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of historical information, but that's no fun. So all right, yeah, I I can I can get down with Anne of Kiev. <laughs> so your next option is. Karl von Perbant. He was a German landscape painter and member of the Dusseldorf School of Painting. Um, He's also pretty dead. He died in 1911, not quite as dead as Anne, but um, he's just a a painter. Um, He's got some paintings in museums. I guess that's, you know, pretty cool. His stuff is is nice. Um, Yeah, I'm looking at it. I mean, I don't really give a shit about landscapes. Me neither. Uh, Get at me, art critics, but... (laughs) Yeah, I would, I would prefer this guy over the juggler, at least. 
I think you're going to like this next one, though. So this is um, Grover Krantz. He um, was an American anthropologist and cryptozoologist. He was one of a few scientists not to only research Bigfoot, but also to express his belief in the being's existence. So it's pretty phenomenal. That's a I big I like name. the idea that there were researchers before him who definitely did the research on Bigfoot, <laughs> but refused to believe in it. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty damn cool if you, if you I like the me. picture of him and his dog at the bottom, currently in skeletal form at the Smithsonian. That? That's wild. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, in fact, is also dead. Died in 2002. So, so far, the freshest of the dead. And then your last option is Anna Roloffs, better known as Temple Anarchy. She was one of the last witches to be executed in Braunschweig, Germany. (laughs) She was was killed in um, 1663. The complete account of the trial, located in the city of Brunswick archives, is a rare example of early modern witchcraft prosecutions documentary record being preserved and surviving in its entirety. So that's also pretty cool. (laughs) This is, like, honestly, I I didn't read too much into all of these when I... I grabbed him and it's a pretty solid selection if you ask me like wikipedia can turn out some really banal shit and these are this is five yeah, solid these people are all yeah. at least exciting i mean yeah. there's a juggler among them but mm-hmm. he's the only one alive so <laughs> he's the only one alive and he's like 33 so he's like probably the most fitting age-wise but um yeah <laughs> Maybe the least. But he's desirable. like a pro juggler. <laughs> so this next, okay. So now we're actually going on to the um, categories that were um, all dictated by generators from randomlist.com. And this first one is actually really, really fun. And it is the location of where you're going to live with your future spouse. And I all used right. a, um, I used a generator call- that was, it's a random location generator. And what it actually does is it generates latitude and longitude points. Nice. So okay. It, yeah. Probably going to be a lot of places in the middle of the ocean for me to live. No. No, so you there's four you have four options here, and they're phenomenal options. And so I'm gonna send you the GPS co- or like the the coordinates, and I want you to just plug them into Google Maps so you can see where they are. Yeah, please. So your first option is sending you the coordinates, and it's actually in St. Louis in the United States. Oh, nice! Wow, that's like right next to a museum in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, if if I'm I'm pulling it up, but if I remember correctly, yeah, it's right across the street from a, a museum, and also right on the point of uh, the Europe nightclub. So I think you might live in the nightclub. Oh man, if I live in the nightclub with a juggler, that is a <laughs> lot, a lot. What a life. Um, so the next one, I think you're. I think this is gonna be your preferred location. And oh, why don't you just why don't you type that in and take a, take a look at where that is. Wow, that is right in Center City, Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal. So um, it's right in a place called the North Face. I think it's like a... Like the jacket store? I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainstay for outerwear and outdoor gear. Yep, it's like you live in a North Face store. Um, so okay. you'll, never, you'll never be cold. Um, also it's like right a little next above to a... my, my <laughs> price range as far as apparel goes. But well, there's a Brooks Brothers next door. Goes, is that I can, better? I can get down with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I thought you'd really enjoy that. It's right in Philadelphia. Wow, I think I was literally a block away from this point yesterday. Really? That's yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I probably literally passed this point yesterday. That is oh, my God. wild. And so the way I did these was you can always, uh, on random lists, you can always dictate how many options or, like, or how many outputs you get. So I just did four for all of them, and I just took, like, an... I always took an exact set of four. I didn't, like, mix and match at all. So this is, is, like, a really, really crazy coincidental location for you. Um, Yeah, that's, I mean, I would certainly be fine living there. I definitely know how to get around from there, (laughs) considering I have done it within the last 24 hours. So the next two, I don't think you'll be able to say the same, as far as I know. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, don't prejudge. Um, the next one is in Kigali, Rwanda. Nice, okay. It's kind of right across from the uh, French embassy. Um, All right, only a block from the gorilla statue. Yeah, it's near a Presbyterian church. So it looks like, you know, you're not in the middle of nowhere. Um, Yeah, I'm right near the National Bank of Rwanda. I'm going to check out this gorilla statue. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) So your final option for... Living location, sending the coordinates. It is in Tartu, Estonia. Ever been? I can't say I have yet. I feel like Anne of Kiev would really prefer to live here. (laughs) Probably. So it's not too far from a toy museum. Um, She would definitely want to live there. (laughs) Imagine showing someone who died in like 1003 toys, (laughs) like modern toys. Um, Super close to... To to meme to meme park, meme park <laughs> to meme or not to meme. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you might be right at home there. Wow, um, the toy museum looks adorable. Let me look. It's honestly a a better wow. museum than I was expecting. Wow, it looks great. That is so cute. It might be a fun place to live. Um, yeah, I think I would get along fine in any of these places. Yeah. All right, but I so, am like creeped out and amazed that one of them is so close to home. Crazy. So your next, um, the ne- next next selection of things. This one's kind of straightforward. Nothing super interesting. It's just it's it's a list of uh, your potential occupations. You could be, and this is from a random list generator of random jobs, and it is massage share share <laughs> massage share um it's a mas- <laughs> massage therapist to massage share <laughs> yep. um no it's a massage therapist um but if share is your main client i won't tell anyone i don't know where that sentence <laughs> yeah, is yes you demand strict confidentiality <laughs> yeah um a zoologist um, oh if i get on mm, with a carl von perbent or whatever yeah wait, or no one? i think it's it's grover <laughs> cleveland yeah grover it's probably Krantz, the guy with yeah. the skeleton huh yeah <laughs> yeah um a zoologist a substance abuse counselor heavy okay or a bus driver i, I think i would be fine in any of those jobs yeah so i next. wouldn't hate every day in any of them <laughs> yeah so next category is your future pet. And this I took from a random animal um, generator. So I think you're going to have heard of all of these except for the first one. Try me. And that is a gerboa. It's half gerbil, half boa. I mean, I wish. They're honestly fucking adorable. Look them up right now. It's, a, it's J-E-R-B-O-A. 
They're like oh, little desert I've seen these rats, guys. Guess, or something. These mice with weirdly long legs. Yeah, he looks ears. like Despero with really long legs. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a little creeped out, but I would I think this would be easy to keep as a pet at least. You'd be so cute hopping around your house. Okay, so a jerboa, a raccoon, an orangutan or a meerkat. I think I know which one you'd prefer. <laughs> I, I yeah, I want the best friend monkey, but Absolutely. Yeah, they're all really good options, I think. Yeah. So the next one, um, I took this from a pet name generator. I don't know how it differs from a just regular name generator. There, There's like generators for dog names, cat names, pet names, and then just like a million other kinds of names. But I did a pet name because we, you know, we weren't with going with the traditional dog or cat here. So these are your, <laughs> these are your potential pet names. Jackson. Okay. Nina. Jasmine or Speed? Speed. Yeah. All right, that's going to be interesting to see how they pair with what actual what the actual pet is because yeah. I think an orangutan <laughs> called Speed is really strange. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. Um all right, so next you have your number of children in which I randomed a number from I put in from 1 to 20. So, your the options here are 16, 14, 5, or 2. Really open for the 2. <laughs> figured figured so. So, now we're, now we're kind of going to get deep in the weeds here. Um we're going to figure out what kind of phobia you might develop in the future. Um, yeah, no, that's a normal MASH category. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it happens to everybody with age, you know. You you just develop some kind of irrational fear, and it, it, everybody's got them. So um, there is a phobia generator that I used, and it gave me these four options. That is transphobia, <laughs> fear of transgender people. So you might just turn into a raging bigot in your old age. We don't know. I think um, that happens to more people than we we give credit to. It's true, yeah. Um, gerontophobia, the fear of growing old. Oh, uh, that would be a sad one to get <laughs> yeah, as you're growing old. <laughs> really. Um, osmophobia, the fear of bad odors. Or traumatophobia, the fear of having an injury. Hmm. I feel like bad odors is the one I could most cope yeah. with out of those. Um, all right, so uh, we're also going to try to figure out um, who, because, uh, you know, as the years go on and you learn more about your family history and stuff like that, you uncover some really interesting stuff. And um, I have this feeling that you might uh, have someone really notable in your in your lineage. So we're going to uh, figure out your long lost relative or ancestor. And for this one, I used a random generator for just, it's just like random people, but it's like notable people. And that's either like celebrities or just like historical figures. Um, so here are your four nice, potential okay. long lost relative or ancestor that we're going to um, figure out here today. So your options, the options are-, are Anne of Kiev. <laughs> the options are Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, no. Larry David. Okay. Jay Leno. Okay. Or Napoleon Bonaparte. (laughs) Wow. That would be weird if I became king of France and I'm related to Napoleon. Yeah. I'm also shocked that uh, Jay Leno is getting two different- I know. uh, Two different name checks in this episode. Yeah. When you said that earlier, I was like, "Hmm, he might be your dad. Um, So- 
Next category is, so you're, you're really into wrestling, right? Of course. All right, so I can only imagine that as you get older, you will, you know, become bolder, and with social media, it just connects us all, and I have, a, like, you're, you're probably gonna, it, it's inevitable, you're gonna befriend a famous wrestler, right? I'm gonna form a tag team with a famous wrestler. Well, yeah, that, that probably would have been a better category, <laughs> but what I have here is your future wrestler friend. Um, wrestler friend, aka tag team partner. Yeah, um, which I devised from a random wrestler generator, random pro wrestler generator. Um, I don't know who any of these people are, uh, so I'm just hoping that you do. I'll let you know whichever my favorite is, why I want them to be my partner. All right, so your four options are Raven. I'm assuming okay. this is Raven Simone, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I, I do know her. It's the future she can see. Yeah, um, <laughs> Kevin Nash. Okay. The Sandman. Okay. I'm assuming that, you know, the that song is written about him, right? Exactly, yep. Okay, yeah. You know and more then, about wrestlers than you give yourself credit I know, credit I for. know, yeah. Um, and then Jake the Snake Roberts. He was a, just like a snake, right? Yeah. His first snake wrestler. Yeah, no, I think uh, that's a an interesting collection considering <laughs> two of... At least one of them's dead. Raven oh. is certainly gone. She um, is? <laughs> sorry to break this to you. <laughs> I can't believe it. She was so young. Nash and Jake the Snake are still definitely living. Okay. And no one's heard from the Sandman in a long time, but he was pretty irrelevant <laughs> at the time. Okay. I think I would most want to hang out with Jake the Snake. He's probably okay. got some great stories. He he was like a an addict and... Uh, had his life really in shambles, but then uh, kind of triumphantly got his life back together. He famously did keep a pet snake for a long time. Ah, um, yeah, I think I would most want to be tag team partners with Jake the Snake. He's also like probably in his 60s now, so okay. he might not be able to protect me much, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So next is... Um... So this is also something that just happens to everybody with age. You discover your superpower. Um, right, it just okay. kind of like one day you wake up and something feels this different. This might be important and... for my wrestling or massage yeah. therapy career. <laughs> All right. So, so these are your four potential superpowers. Metamorphosis, the ability to change one's, these come with like full descriptions, the ability to change one's physical biological form to mimic the appearance characteristics or power set of other individuals. Darkness okay. or shadow manipulation. The ability to create or manipulate darkness, often by mentally accessing a dimension of dark energy, in parentheses, the dark force dimension in the Marvel comics and the Shadowlands in DC comics, and manipulating it. Um, wow, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'll get along well with the witch if I have that one. <laughs> um, prophecy, the ability to predict what will happen in the future. And I honestly just, okay, so it's superhuman agility, but I read superhuman guilt. Um <laughs> <laughs> superhuman agility slash reflexes the ability to react faster than a normal human and possess greater flexibility w and with higher slash farther jumping capacity you know that would help a lot if i do become a professional wrestler your next one is um when you figure out the superpower you're probably gonna have to fly under the radar a little bit and so you're gonna have to pick an alias so this is this is gonna be your, your future alias um All and right. this this one is the one uh generator description that I really wanted to read and this is the one that kind of tipped me off and made me realize that the, a lot of these are written with a very humorous tone um, and this is a 
fake name generator. I really don't know how that differs from just like a regular name <laughs> generator that do that like that this guy or whoever also does make. Um, so this is the description for this fake name generator. Sometimes you need to start over and disconnect from your past self to forget what you did or hide what you plan to do. This fake name generator can help complete your new identity so you so that you can skip town and start over. Don't pick a name on your own. Someone in your life will somehow tie it back to you. Pick a random fake name. All right, yeah, sounds sounds perfect. Yeah. So your four uh your four potential future aliases are Devin Hawkins, Frederick Moss, Memphis Chung, or Bobby Summers. Well, three of the four of them could definitely pass. Yeah. I don't um, know how well I'll be able to fly under the radar with the name Memphis Chung. Oh, I thought that one was the most probable. I think that's Well, maybe what... if I'm a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, the character so then writes itself. Yeah. And so so we've got two more categories to go and the next one is just another facet to your new identity and it's your catchphrase. So this is coming from a list of uh, a generator of just things to say as it is called. And so your right. four potential catchphrases for the future are let's get ready to rumble. Oh, that that would definitely <laughs> work. How about this one? Try this one out. Um a deaf husband and a blind wife are always a happy couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I'm related to Larry the Cable Guy, that one will make more sense. <laughs> it's in your blood. Um, or or how about, you know, simple but good. Um, curiosity killed the cat. All right, yeah. I, I'd like to see how, you, how you'd use that one in the ring. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll wear a mask as Memphis <laughs> Chung, and if people try to rip off my mask, that's when I inevitably uh, win the match. <laughs> Curiosity killed the cat. All right, and then your your last potential catchphrase is "Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater." Also, maybe very if I useful. have sixteen children, that <laughs> one will make more sense. Do throw the baby out with the bathwater? Am I right? Are we made of babies? <laughs> okay, and so the final, final category in this phenomenal game of MASH where we will soon be figuring out everything about your your beautiful future to come is your death date. Ooh. <laughs> so This might be the one where I finally have a strong opinion on which I want and don't want. I think you will. Um, so <laughs> this is from a random date generator in which you're able to put um, kind of like date parameters. And I did from today to 100 years <laughs> in the future today. Um, so I did, you know, July 2018 to July 2118. So here are All your right. four That's potential. optimistic that you think I could live to be like 123, hey. but also pessimistic that I can't live to be 124. We don't we don't know what's gonna happen in in medical uh medical medicine's uh, going to really advance, but yeah. like just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um. So here are your four potential death dates: October 29th, 2102. Okay, that would be pretty good. Yeah, August 4th, 2083. All right, that's a pretty long life. Yeah, October 2nd, 2093. Also a very long life. And March 30th, 2020. Okay, that would be really bad. <laughs> you got two years, man. Um, I either have like 90 years or two years. <laughs> yeah. This so is high we'll, stakes. Which I, I kind of love the idea of like, if in fact you do, it is decided that you die on March 30th, 2020, you have like two years to accomplish 
all of the rest yeah, of the shit that we figured out. Yeah, a lot of shit out. to do. <laughs> all right, so we are going to get going. And this, I want you to open up a random name, not a random name generator, a random number generator and get me a random number from one to ten. All right. That number is seven. Beautiful. That's a solid one. So I am just going to count seven through this whole list and tell you which ones I start knocking off and narrowing down. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not going to live in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and you won't have a jerboa, that little desert mouse with the long eh, legs. I'll survive. I won't. I might not either, depending on if I live past <laughs> March of 2020. So your pet will not be named Speed. All right, I think Jerboa was the only animal that that name was appropriate for. <laughs> yeah. Um, you won't have osmophobia, which is the fear of bad odors. You, Your wrestler friend will not be Kevin Nash. All right, that's good. He's a dick. <laughs> your alias will not be Devin Hawkins. That one does sound like a normal human name. Your catchphrase won't be, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> All right. You won't marry Carl Von per- Perbent, who is the... Um, Landscapist, the landscape painter. Uh, yeah. I, I won't miss him. <laughs> you won't be a massage sh- therapist. Um, that's fine. <laughs> I like the other jobs more than that one, I think. Your pet's name won't be Jackson. That would have been a good orangutan name. <laughs> it would have been. Or a raccoon. Oh, congratulations. You won't be a giant transphobe. Okay, good. Uh, your wrestler friend won't be Raven. All right. I won't be joining his flock. <laughs> Your um, alias will not be Frederick Moss. All right, that's closing in on uh, Memphis Chung. <laughs> and you won't die on October 29th, 2102. So Uh-oh. that's the farthest date knocked out. <laughs> the other two dates are completely fine. Yeah. But the, the 2021 is very bad. <laughs> you won't marry Anna Roloffs, the witch. All right, yeah, that would have been an awkward one to to talk about and you won't have a raccoon for a pet all right i would i would have liked a raccoon as a pet yeah I th- there's got like domesticated raccoons are adorable they're all right <laughs> you won't have five kids uh-oh <laughs> really open i get two and you're not related to napoleon bonaparte he is not the father <laughs> all right still hoping for jay leno and Memphis Chung is knocked out, so your future alias, when you accumulate all of your wrestling and superpowers, will be Bobby Summers. Bobby Summers, all right. Very white bread. It's also a complete sentence. <laughs> it is. You won't be marrying Marcus Monroe. Congratulations. He's the, uh, the clown, right, the juggler yeah, who invented the, the, the Knorch. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and that puts, like, my two favorites as the two options, yeah. either Anne of Kiev or Grover Krantz. Yeah. You won't be a substance abuse counselor. All right. I think if if any of them I'm at all qualified for, that might have been, like, the closest, but... <laughs> you won't have 14 kids, so that's two okay, or good. 16. <laughs> and your wrestler friend has been decided. You're not going to be friends with Jake the Snake, sorry, but you will be friends with the Sandman. That's okay. He's probably the youngest and most still alive of that crew, so that'll be good. <laughs> your 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 catchphrase won't be curiosity killed the cat, so all that good work that we did figuring that out, it's useless. What a shame. Apparently the Sandman is 55 years old, and he has not made any public wrestling appearances in a few years now. Wow. 
You won't live in Kigali, Rwanda, so you might have to just make a trip to visit the gorilla statue. Yeah, maybe I'll just like look at the picture some more. <laughs> oh, the Sandman, I should have known this. He's from Philadelphia. Oh, wow. So your pet won't be named Jasmine, so it will be named Nina. I'm assuming right. you named it. You named her after my sister, right? Who you're very, yeah, very close to. Yeah, after the with. <laughs> smash hit episode of the Meet the Family podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you won't be related to Jay Leno. Oh, uh, man. Jay so Leno now, is the one I most wanted. because So now it's between the Larrys. <laughs> yeah, it's two very different of comedic styles spectrum, of Larry. Yeah. And I got to say, I think of the three funny men, my, my sense of humor is most like Jay Leno, I have to admit. <laughs> You won't die on August 4th, 2083. So now we're, we're between 2093 and 2020. It's a pretty high stakes game of MASH where like, really all is. the like, very bad options are right down to the last, last stop. So you won't be a zoologist, so you will be a bus driver. I feel like I could handle that life. That'd be yeah. a, lot of, uh, a lot of audiobook and podcast listening. Exactly. We haven't even touched the superpowers yet. I keep counting right over them it's just how it ended up in this list it's pretty wild ain't that how it goes with mash yeah <laughs> or pish or whatever the other one was called Graham. Oh, oh no am i about to die <laughs> you're about to die i'm sorry i have to break it to you this way but you have two years to live my friend i might have two years to have 16 children too <laughs> yeah that might have to be by marriage or something <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah if i only have two years it's Certainly going to have uh, a lot of different moms involved. <laughs> All right, we've knocked out our first superpower, and you will not have the power of prophecy, the ability to predict the future. Well, I feel like power of prophecy might have been the one that could have saved me from my early demise. <laughs> so, I mean, nothing can save you. Now your fate is sealed. Yeah, but I think it was like a reverse, like, a reverse kind of thing that if I had prophecy, I would have had a longer death date. But <laughs> since I had the short death date, we knew that I didn't have prophecy. Yeah. So you won't live in Tartu, Estonia. So you'll also have to make a trip to visit that lovely toy museum. But you will be living in St. Louis, right in. All right. right that's <laughs> that, of the options left. That was probably the more likely that I could accomplish in two years. So you're living in that nightclub either with 16 children or two. But. <laughs> And either with a cryptozoologist or the <laughs> Queen of France. Let's keep going and see what happens. All right, so you won't be marrying the cryptozoologist Grover Krantz, and you will be marrying Anne of Kiev. Nice. So you are King of France or something. Let's get me a male heir. <laughs> and you are not related to Larry the Cable Guy. And you are oh, related to Larry David. Nice, okay. He's probably rolling in it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'll be rich for those last two years that I'm living in a nightclub in St. Louis with the deceased <laughs> Queen of France. Oh, man, congratulations. You will not have 16 children. You will only have two. Oh, thank God. <laughs> all right, so a deaf husband and a blind wife are always a happy couple is not your catchphrase. So guess what is? Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Pretty tight. <laughs> so much better than... The deaf husband and a blind wife one. <laughs> okay, and you won't have, uh, <laughs> this is actually really fitting, you won't have traumatophobia, the fear of um, having an injury, so you will have gerontophobia, the fear of growing old, but that's okay, because you're dying super young. Nice. 
will never have to face my fear. Yeah. As a bus driver in St. Louis who lives alone in a night, who lives with <laughs> his two children in a nightclub with the que- deceased Queen of France. Okay, we are we are narrowing it down. I think so. All we have left to decide is your um your pet and your uh, superpower. So let's go. I think the superpower might be uh what reveals like why I die so young, but we shall see. So you're not gonna have darkness or shadow manipulation. All right, I barely understood that one anyway. Same. And you will have an orangutan. So add that to the nightclub crew. An orangutan named Nina. <laughs> Adorable. It's actually like a half-decent name for an orangutan. And you won't have metamorphosis, so that means your superpower will be the power of superhuman agility or reflexes. Yeah, I could see myself, you know, getting into some trouble with that, thinking that I'm yeah. Spider-Man, but I don't even have webs. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's run through it. Oh, wait, I never even did the whole, like, MASH thing. I forgot about living in a mansion house or apartment, whatever. Who gives a You're, shit you about You live in a nightclub. <laughs> I live in a nightclub. <laughs> All right, so let's run through your, this is this is your future. It's set in stone, man. It's, you know, there's there's some good and bad, but this is what it is. So you are going to marry Anne of Kiev. Queen consort right. of Henry the First, and like I said, she will be returned to her prime. So, whatever that means, I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah. you will be living in St. Louis, Missouri, the United States of America, um, inside a nightclub called the Europe Nightclub. Is that what it call- was called across the street I think from so. some museum? Yeah. That'll that'll be fitting cool, since yeah. she is a European queen. Yeah, um, you're going to be a bus driver. No shame in that. All right. Yeah, meet some interesting people. Um, you will have an orangutan named Nina. Perfect. Yeah. You will have two children. Thank God. <laughs> I need definitely an heir to the throne, considering <laughs> I won't be holding it very long. You will develop a crippling fear of growing old, gerontophobia. That's fine. Don't have to face it. But you will discover that you are related to the um the the comedy luminary Larry David. Yeah, executive producer of Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, cash in on those Seinfeld bucks. And uh, as is natural, you will come to befriend the wrestler, the Sandman. Yeah, the two of us. uh, It might be a race to see which of us lives the longest. (laughs) Um, You will also discover that you have the superpower of superhuman agility or reflexes. And because That'll of this, come in handy in the ring. Yeah, and because of this, you will also have to. You'll have to take the alias Bobby Summers. One day I'll understand why. <laughs> I don't know yet why or what the the meaning of that name is. To I don't me, know. But. Yeah, I don't know if you're gonna live long enough to figure it out. So I feel like this is gonna be something that your children have to like, like research. Yeah, my children forever. will have like whiteboards and, and like pins yeah. and maps and red twine, and it just says something. over top of it all who was Bobby Summer. <laughs> um. And your catchphrase in the wrestling ring is uh, very fitting. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> I feel like that one might be copywritten, but whatever. And unfortunately, you're going to have to pack it all in, man, because you have two years to live. You're dying on March 30th, 2020. And that's, I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a lot of stuff done relatively soon. Yeah. How do you think you're going to die since we didn't really figure that out? I know you touched on it. Well, a if I bit. have that agility, maybe I'm going to. You know, maybe I'll, in my friendship with the Sandman, think, I really ought to be doing most of the wrestling here. I have the agility of uh, a spry young cat. 
So I'll be, <laughs> you know, leaping from rope to rope, thinking that I'm completely beyond being injured, being hurt. And I'll be <laughs> hoisted by my own spandex leotard. And <laughs> I'll, I'll fall from the top rope and uh, hurt myself so badly that I perish. Oh, my God. Wow. Well... I don't, I was, the words that were going to come out of my fa- my mouth were, I look forward to the day, but I don't. Well, you know, it is what it is. So I'm very glad we figured that all out. I hope that, I hope that you're okay with, with all that. Is that, h- how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, railing against fate is just a recipe to be upset with your life. If you just, yeah. you know, accept what you're given uh, from MASH, from the infallible source, MASH, you you can learn to be happy with it. And I think I'm going to be learning to be pretty happy with all of those things, including my agility, my <laughs> wife, the queen of the Franks, and living in a St. Louis nightclub. Perfect. All and right. my orangutan Nina. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's my trash toy. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> I think we are, like, putting that through a, a neural net away from like peak uh, robots on typewriters. I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, um, all of these, all, all of that stuff was um, devised from a handful of different random generators from randomlists.com. I highly suggest you go play around with some of those because some of them are pretty fr- straightforward, but some of them are like, why? And the the um, the descriptions of some of them that kind of like lay out the purpose of the generator are pretty phenomenal. And I think I, I kind of tried to figure out who it is who's behind this and I couldn't really figure it out, but we, we got to, I think we're going to have to dig into that a little bit because definitely seems like one of like, like our type yeah if we can track down this person maybe we can even get this person on the podcast yeah. or get some kind of commentary <laughs> on uh all this stuff definitely so yeah if you would like to um well if you are this person who made randomlist.org please email us and you can email us at robot at no sorry i always say robot it's robots at backcamp.org um, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Robot Typewriter, or on Facebook. We are just Robots on Typewriters, and you can find us. However, um, we are we live on a website called Backcamp, um, and that is backcamp.org. And right now, we have one other podcast up there, and hopefully, some other cool stuff to come. And across Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, you can find Backcamp at Backcamp Site. And our theme song is Video Challenge by Anna Monaguchi. You want to give us a, a final saying on the yeah, way out? Yeah, that's maybe? exactly what I was about to do. As, as we always say on, on Robots on Typewriters, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I say that all the time. Like, frankly, my beep, I don't give a boop. <laughs> the deaf husband and a blind wife one. I, like, don't really get it. <laughs> Me neither. I guess it's like, it's like a husband who can't hear you. No, I don't get it. A deaf husband and a blind wife. Why does the wife have to be blind? So that she can't see, like, how unattractive you are or something? Is that the... Or, like, so she can't see what you're doing? Maybe it's just, like, you know, people who help each other overcome adversity uh, are stronger because of it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Maybe that's an optimistic way of looking at that one. Wait, let me Yourself situation, <laughs> all your crinkling out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need to unwrap a hamburger that fast. It's okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you.